Hey, thank you all for joining us for the fifth episode of Breaking Balls Trivia, a special Thanksgiving episode. Uh, if you all turn your hymnals to, to to number 198, we can all sing along. We gather together to record this here podcast. Just 48 hours past Thanksgiving Day. Professor asks the questions the players try to answer to unknowing schmucks have agreed to play. Here we are today. I'm Doug. I'm the dugout. We're in the Lenny Melnick's Fantasy Sports Show, uh, part of Lenny Melnick Network. You can go to LennyMelnickFantasySports.com, sign in for the interactive check room. There's about 40 hours of baseball talk each week. Well, this time of year, it's about 25 baseball, 15 football. Our host is the guy everybody knows. He's the host of, he's the stuffing to our turkey, the gravy deer mashed potatoes, the crispy fried onions on the green bean casserole of life. We're talking about the five-minute professor. Well, thank you very much, Doug. Of course, Doug is our host, and uh, he also plays an important part in our role. But the most important part in our show is played by our contestants. We have two contestants today, and because it is Thanksgiving weekend, they are people that I have known for a tremendously long time. One of them uh, I have known since either kindergarten or first grade, and because of our advanced ages, we cannot remember which uh, all the way from beautiful Southern California, it is Stephen. Is it Southern California now, right, Stephen? Yes, it is, and we had snow on Thanksgiving Day. That's imperfect. Um, <laughs> lots of people, though, have had uh, snow on Thanksgiving. Uh, Stephen uh, amongst them. Uh, Stephen is a career Air Force man. Uh, he retired after 20 years in the Air Force as a major, and he will be competing against a career, well, a, he had a man who had a career in the Navy, uh, in playing for the Navy midshipmen. It is Rick Peterson. Rick Peterson did not have snow on Thanksgiving because Rick lives like Doug and I do here in Central Florida. And uh, Rick is a celebrated trivia host here in Central Florida. Rick, it is good to have you on the program with us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Now, uh, Stephen, I knew that you would feel it would be a disadvantage to go up against a trivia host. So what I did was I forced Rick to be awake for much of the last 20 hours. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so uh, this, this is how you get to level the playing field a little bit. Uh, Rick was busy overnight last night and has yet to go to bed yet today. So uh, I think it seems fair. Uh, Stephen is up at the earlier than the crack of dawn on the West Coast. And Rick is still awake from yesterday and probably still taking or letting his body process whatever it was that he was doing to stay awake overnight. That's true. That's Rick, true. A lot of caffeine. If you'd like to take a second and tell us where you're hosting trivia and stuff, we're, we do really bad about letting people promote themselves. So if you want to promote, promote away. Uh, Thursday night, Gators Dockside, Winter Springs, seven-ish on the dot. That is a, a very long-running show. How long have you been doing that, Rick? 13 years. 13 years of a host at one location, which is practically unheard of, and – he attracts enormous crowds. When I say enormous crowds, over 100 routinely, right? Uh, occasionally we'll get over 100 people, yeah. The last couple of years, our average has been mid-80s. That's a lot of people. Still pretty good for 13 years. <laughs> uh, and as a result, he writes different questions every night instead of the same, which is weird. That he doesn't just do the same questions week after week after week for 13 years. You'd think people would get good at them. My, my philosophy is if someone hears me repeat a question over the years, they're entitled to that just out of uh, loyalty. <laughs> I feel the same way. Uh, Rick, uh, 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 I have been to many of Rick's shows. Rick has been to my shows, so he has a, a handle on how the five-minute professor does trivia. Steven has been a, a big supporter of a lot of my internet activities including my other podcast 
the hijack. He is one of the original hostages and wakes up also at the crack of dawn on Fridays to be a part of that show. So we appreciate that, Stephen. Stephen, you still doing that pottery work you were doing? Absolutely. Which means that people can find out about Stephen's pottery, and he does a wide variety of very interesting uh, pottery pieces. And where can you find out about that, Stephen? Uh, Facebook under Mirage Pottery. So Mirage Pottery on Facebook. Check out all the things that he's made. I own a number of his pieces. Uh, And we are not going to have any questions on Wabi Sabi today. We are not going to be having any questions on pottery. Uh, We are, however, going to have questions about the United States Air Force and the United States Navy. So I'm sure there's no risk of that being in any way embarrassing for the two of you. Uh, Other topics for today will include Mandy Patinkin, Jimi Hendrix, the Louisiana Purchase, Tehran, and sports on television, uh, the United States Periodic Table, the Sandwich Islands, and a category based on a lecture, which I will be giving in just a few moments. Uh. We'll talk a little bit about specifically how the game is played after I have given the lecture. Does anyone have any questions before we begin today's lecture? Not now. I'm good. All right. Today's lecture will, of course, be on karaoke. We are going to have a short lecture. There will be questions based specifically from this lecture later on today. And at the end of the lecture, there will be a closest to the pin question to determine who has home field advantage. Karaoke comes from a clipped English, uh, clipped Japanese term meaning more or less empty orchestra. It is today a $10 billion a year industry, but technically it's not really even a new phenomenon. It is how singers were traditionally recorded As long as there has been multi-track recording, they have more or less sung along to a backing track. Sing Along with Mitch, Mitch Miller, from 1961 to 63 was popular on television, more or less as karaoke, where the words appeared on the screen and the music played in the background. That was uh, earlier than the bouncing ball. You didn't have to follow the bouncing meatball. Uh, In the early 1970s, someone in Japan created a marketing plan, which is essentially a tape deck with the music as a recorded track. Uh, It is attributed to Daisuko Inoue, or uh, maybe Daisuke. Daisuke, like Daisuke Daisuke Matsuzaka, the pitcher for the Red Yes, it is the same spelling, yes. Uh, He was a drummer who was often accredited with the first money-making venture. So much credit, in fact, that he was given an Ig Nobel Award for creating karaoke back in 2004. Taxi cabs equipped with sound systems and a microphone began appearing in South Korea in the 1990s. And Chinese automobile maker Geely Automobile, automobile, that's one of the ways you can pronounce that word. That's what he's doing. Uh, Automobile. Uh, received a lot of press back in 2003 for being the first to equip a car, their Beauty Leopard, with karaoke machines as standard equipment. Europe's first commercial karaoke cab was a London TX4 taxi with a karaoke machine inside for occupants of the cab to use to sing whilst they were in the cab. And in 2010, karaoke taxis were available in London, England, as the Cabioke Fleet of private for hire vehicles. So now hopefully we've learned something about karaoke that you didn't know before uh, or not. Maybe you knew all these things before. I know both of you gentlemen have varied experiences. It is time now for the, uh, for the closest to the pin question, which will determine home field advantage. In what year did the talking heads release a video featuring karaoke? In what year did the Talking Heads release a video featuring karaoke? Because you have been awake for the longest, Rick. You get to go first. Oh, uh, Talking Heads video for karaoke. I'll say that happened in 1981. 1981. Stephen, 
You may choose a different year. It is closest to the pin. So the closer person will have home field advantage. I had 1982 in my mind. And that's smart, too, because uh, that's just one higher. Sometimes people go more than one higher and force me to do math when their answer falls in between. But fortunately for everyone, the answer was definitely in one direction or another. And Steve guessed correctly. It was the song Wild Wild Life released in 1986. Our home team will be the Air Force Falcons. That means up to bat first will be... None other than the Navy midshipman, represented in this case by Rick Peterson. So, Stephen, you get to choose what number we will be choosing first. But let me go over all of the rules first to make sure that you completely understand what nonsense you've gotten yourself into. Uh, we are going to have 10 questions for each of you. You will get to answer 10 questions unless you get three wrong. Uh, they are worth a variety of values. One answer questions are singles. Multiple answer questions are doubles, triples, or home runs. Scoring is like baseball. Singles advance the runners one base, doubles two, triples three in most circumstances. We don't count the right answers. We count the runs. So it matters what order you answer questions in. Each wrong answer is an out, three outs, and you're out of the game. Doug is our official scorer. Yo. This means that if there's a dispute, he will decide how the answers are scored, and he will also advance the runners. When there are two outs or a runner in scoring position, some base runners may advance further than the batter, just like if it was baseball. That is a simple version of the game. There is a simple twist. I will not be reading the, order, the questions in the order that I wrote them. I will be Asking them in the order your opponent chooses. You have some assistance options. You have the option to take a pitch. That one you will not even swing at. It's like a pass. It won't count as an out, but it also won't advance your runners. That question is retired. You can do that one time. If you think you have a good second guess for a question, once you've made a guess, I will let you know that that ball is foul. It may go out of play or it may get caught caught by a fielder if you choose for it to go out of play you get a second chance at the question and our third and final assistance option you can step out of the box and take signals from the coach that will give you a clue it may be multiple choice it may just be a clue on multiple answer questions it will be a clue to just one of the answers and if you manage to get a grand slam, a home run with the bases loaded, you will win a substantial grand prize from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is BMC Mattress in Longwood, Florida. All right, players, do you have any questions about how the game is played? No. no. All right. Rick, are you ready to answer questions? Oh, sure. Yeah. Rick is ready to start answering <laughs> questions. That means that, Stephen, he's ready for you to pick question number one. Play ball. Go for question number one. Question number one it is. Rick, here's question number one. Actor Mandy Patinkin was born to parents of Russian and Polish Jewish extraction. That was a perfect background for his 1983 role in what Barbara Streisand cross-dressing film it was a perfect background for his 1983 role in what Barbara Streisand cross-dressing film. Yentl. Uh, Doug, he That's says cool. Yentl. Slow roller down the line. Going to be a tough play for third baseman Wilson. He bare hands it and makes a good throw to first, but not in time. Monroe's safe with a infield hit to start off the game. Absolutely correct. Yentl was um, one of Mandy Patinkin's earliest film roles. Where will we go next, Stephen? Three. Go to question number three. This is about the United States Air Force. Outside of the United States, the United States Air Force has been a part of named operations primarily in Asia, but also, in named operations in what two countries that are politically a part of North America? Outside of the United States, the United States Air Force has been a part of named operations primarily in Asia. 
but also in what two countries that are politically a part of North America. You can answer both of these answers to get a double and advance your runner two bases. You can answer one, or you can take one of your assistance options. Rick, what are your thoughts? Uh, fairly confident on the first one, so I will say Greenland. Go with Greenland, okay. And do uh, you want to go with just the one? Yes. Okay, so he's going to go with just Greenland. You said Greenland, correct? I did. All right. Doug, that's, he said Greenland. That's a high pop-up down the first baseline. The catcher comes out. The first baseman is coming in. This could go out of play. This ball could go out into the Over stands and save you an out. Do you, have, do you have a good second guess? Second guess? Do you have a because uh, Mexico. No, you could, you could let it be an out. You could, or you could you, let you, it be an out. You, you, could, you could make it a foul ball. The truth is, you don't actually have to use your foul ball to take a second guess because you do get two guesses on a two point question. So, yeah, if you want to get a second guess, we'll just make it a second guess. Okay, I'll take the second guess with the foul ball and I'll say Mexico. That All right. Ball is still heading over toward the dugout. Now, you can call it a foul ball. <laughs> do you have a third guess? Or you can just take the out, or you can actually. Dismiss the question using up your pass. Your Did I hear the question again? You absolutely may. Outside of the United States, the United States has been part of named operations primarily in Asia, but also in what two countries that are politically a part of North America? Politically part of North America. I'll say, because I was thinking geographically. You were thinking geographically. Yeah, so. Because Greenland that was, politically is that a part was my of my mistake. So, yes. So I'll say Guam. Okay. And do we, we need another one now or we want to no, go no, with that, that's just it, one? That's it. So we're using the foul ball try. This is your third, your yep. third try. And unfortunately, the catcher, Wells, leans over the dugout and is able to haul that one in for the first out. Runner holds it first. So the United States Air Force, it's important that we include United States Air Force, so that means it's post-1947 and the development of the Department of Defense. Stephen, do you know these answers? Named operations in what two countries that are politically a part of North America? Well... From your preamble, I would say possibly the Sandwich Islands. Sandwich Islands are a reasonable guess. Uh, uh, however, the right answers are Grenada <laughs> and Panama. Named operations in Grenada and Panama. The Wouldn't have got those. The emptiness you guys feel right now is why we call it Breaking Balls Trivia. <laughs> I, but now that's only one out. You got three wrong answers there, Rick, but only one out. So that's fantastic. That's good oh, news. That's a good right. value. <laughs> that's high value right there. <laughs> you only use one of your assistances. Uh, and Stephen, great pick for question number two, right there. That was that was excellent to have picked number three there. Uh, where do you want to go next, Stephen? Five. Going to question number five. I'm starting to sense a pattern. Possibly. This is from the Sandwich Islands. The Sandwich Islands were named for the fourth Earl of Sandwich by which explorer? The Sandwich Islands were named for the fourth Earl of Sandwich by which explorer? James Cook. He says James Cook, Doug. The batter hits a small a blooper into left center field. That's going to fall in for a base hit. The runner stops at second. It's first and second, one out. All right. Two on, one out. Where do we go next, Stephen? Uh, two. Oh, ooh, question number two, and now there is no pattern. Everything's, everything's all willy-nilly, and this question is about the United States Navy. 
Three right answers to this. What three current U.S. carriers, all Nimitz-class carriers, were named for 20th century congressmen or senators? These are people who in the 20th century have been congressmen or senators. What three current U.S. carriers, all in the Nimitz class, were named for 20th century congressmen or senators? That may not be the only thing they're famous for, but they were definitely congressmen or senators. Three right answers. Feel free to think out loud here, Rick. Right. So... If you're really blanking, there's the pass. So I'll take a guess on one, the Stennis. Okay, he says the Stennis. Do you want to make any additional guesses, or do you want to stick with just that one? I'll take just that one. Doug, he says the Stennis. Uh, that's a sharp hit. Fine drive into uh, left field. Uh, Kano. Charges it, dives, and comes up with a ball. But it, it, it on one hop, uh, runner advances to first, base is loaded, one out. That's a base hit. That and, is correct. It is and, the John Stennis named for a U.S. senator. And if you're scoring at home, that's the first error on my part. I read an out thing for a hit. That's just me being <laughs> stupid. One, one error. Okay, one hit, one error. Okay, we only count errors on uh, Doug and I. Uh, if I misread a question or if Doug misplays a question afterwards, uh, John Stennis is correct. Stephen, do you know the other two answers? No. Did you have any any ideas which you thought maybe were right, Rick? Yeah. So. Uh... There's one, but I think it's been decommissioned, and that would be the Forrestal. Uh, the Forrestal has been decommissioned, so that one does not count as right. a correct answer. However, a longtime but, Congressman Carl Vinson is right. the namesake of a carrier. And in addition to being vice president and president, Harry Truman was a member of Congress. So the answers are Carl Vinson, John Stennis. And Harry S. Truman. I wouldn't have got any of those. All right. bad about Vincent? Uh, yeah. That was a tough one. Okay. But the bases are loaded. Truman would have been a little tricky. Yeah. yeah. It was a little tricky. And that's, that's what we're going to find here is when there's multiple answers, it's because I think one or two of them are relatively easy and one of them is trickier. And uh, when you get to the home run question, keep that in mind as well. Steven, so far so good. He's had... Four swings. He's gotten on base three times. One out. Where do we go next? Four. Going to question number four. All right. Question number four is about the periodic table. Oganesson is found in the lower right-hand corner of the periodic table. And based on this location, it was originally thought to be found in what physical state? at 20 degrees Celsius and one bar of pressure. It is found in the lower right-hand corner of the periodic table, and based on that location in the periodic table, it was originally thought to be found in what physical state at 20 degrees Celsius and one bar of pressure? Okay, I did not hear the name of the element. Uh, Oganesson, O-G-A-N-E-S-S-O-N, Oganesson. I think it's, it's number 118, I believe. And the question is, it was originally thought to be in what, what state physical of matter? state? Yes. At 20 degrees Celsius. 20 degrees Celsius, one bar of pressure, what we in the United States consider to be uh, standard. Right. Let's take a signal. All right. Well, I don't think this is going to help you because this is multiple choice. It is solid, liquid, or gas. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I don't think that's going to help. Uh, I see why you went there, but uh, yes, it, the real clue, I think, that you're looking for is where it is on the periodic table. You have to remember what the lower right-hand corner, which column that would be in. 
I think Steven may have a good guess here. Steven's probably better informed about this than I am. I'm, I'm going to take the pitch. I'm going to pass because I've All got right. bases loaded. He's got the bases loaded. He's taking the pass. Steven, do you know this answer? Gas. The right-hand column of the periodic table are the noble gases. Uh, but no harm, no foul. Yeah. That's, just a, that's a pass. He took the pitch. There's yes. still bases and loaded. I'm glad that- still one out. And I want you to know there was an uncredited error in the last game because he said no harm, no foul on and at bat where the player both fouled the ball off and then took the pitch. So there was a foul in his no harm, no foul last time, but he was not credited with an error. You have no more assistances left. That'll cut down on some time. <laughs> the bases are loaded. There's one out. And uh, Stephen, where do we go next? Great go job. Number six. So far. All right, going to number six. Number six is about the Louisiana Purchase, and this question can have four right answers. We could have our very first first Grand Grand Slam. Slam. And you could win win the the, the much sought-after pillow. So there are actually six right answers. You only need to get four of them correct to get a home run here. The Louisiana Purchase encompassed all of the land of what six modern U.S. states. The Louisiana Purchase encompassed all of the land of what six U.S. states. Okay. Uh, And we're looking for four of these to get the— If you get four of them correct, you only get four guesses. But if you get four right— you get a home run. If you get one right, it's a single. Two right, it's a double. Three, it's triple. Four, it's a home run. You have to make at least one guess. Looking, Let's say Louisiana. Okay. All right, so you're going with Louisiana. Are you going to say anything else or just Louisiana? Uh, um, Arkansas. Okay. okay you, get, you, get, you get a third guess before anything else happens. Or you could you could stop there, I guess. Yeah, you could stop there. Yeah. Too too solid. So, or are we going so to uh, the Louisiana Purchase bought the land that that encompasses would in, uh, yeah. in their All entire the land. eventually become. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, so like the her. land which was purchased, if you put a current map and overlaid it with the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, I think there are parts of like eleven states, but six states completely. Six. North Dakota. That'd be your final guess. South Dakota. Uh, or you're talking it out. So you did. That's four. Do we want to keep going to for I, all six? It is. It is wise of you to make four guesses here because it would only be one out if any of them are wrong, and if okay. you get four guesses, you have the best chance of getting three right, even if you have one wrong. Then we'll stop at four. There we go. Uh, So what were the four? I have Louisiana, Arkansas, North Dakota, and... South Dakota. South Dakota. All right. Doug, he said Louisiana, Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota. The ball is hit hit on a rope down the left, down the right field line. It's going to fall in for a base hit. The runner from third, sorry, the runner third scores easily, but the runner going to first is, sorry, he's out going to second. Everybody advances two bases, two runs score, and you're left with, with a runner on third base. So what happened here is that only one of your answers was correct. The entire state of Louisiana was not purchased in the Louisiana Purchase, only territory just to the east and west of the Mississippi River. However, all of Oklahoma, all of Arkansas, all of Kansas, all of Missouri, all of Iowa all of Nebraska, and about 90% of South Dakota, but not all of South Dakota, was uh, was a part of the Louisiana Purchase. Arkansas was right. That scored you two runs. It is now two to nothing, but there are two outs. Hey, I'm on the board. I'm happy as I can be. Yeah. All right. Where do we go next, Stephen? Stephen, you've done a great job of picking the order of pitches here. Let's go to number 10. Oh, down to number 10. Number 10 is a question about karaoke. Now, because there's two outs, 
a single here will probably drive in a run because there's a runner on third base. What Asian nation first reported taxi cabs with built-in karaoke machines? What Asian nation first reported taxi cabs with built-in karaoke machines? If I remember correctly, that was South Korea. So you're going to go with South Korea? The ball yes. is grounded sharply past the pitcher. The shortstop Sanders dives and can't come up with it. It rolls into center field for a base hit. The runner from the third scores easily. It's now three to nothing. Runner on first and two outs. All right. It's absolutely correct. It was South Korea. Where do we go next, Stephen? Nine. This is sports on TV shows. This is a category which which Rick wanted. So let's see if this is the kind of thing he was thinking of. In my head, when you said it, the first thing I thought of was the odd couple. Uh, however, so Rick, because it's what you said, why was this something that you were interested in, sports on TV shows? Uh, you had told me this was sports-themed trivia, and I figured sports in movies had probably already been done. So I went with sports on television. Sports and music seemed a bit of a stretch, but I gotcha. who knows? Maybe we can do that next time. Well, here we go. The TV show Coach featured Hayden Fox in the title role and was set primarily in what two U.S. states? The TV show Coach featured Hayden Fox in the title role and was set primarily in what two U.S. states? Okay, so uh, first guess is Florida. Second guess is Minnesota. He says Florida and Minnesota. Doug. That ball's hit well into the gap in left center. It's going to make it back to the wall. The runner, the runner, the runner Cook comes into second with a stand-up double. The runner from second is going to try for the plate. The throw is off the line. That scores a run for his fourth is- run, man in second. Wow, a run scored from first on that double. Well struck, Rick. Uh, Of course, uh, he was the coach of the Minnesota State University Screaming Eagles, a completely fictional team, and the even more profoundly fictional Orlando Breakers, an expansion team of the NFL. Even more fictional, a Florida team went on to win two Super Bowls uh, after the end of that series. Uh, nicely done. man could dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Uh, he's hitting the ball well now. Where do we go next? I believe we still haven't done question seven. We have not done question seven. This is the question about Tehran. In 1943, U.S. President Roosevelt met with which two world leaders in Tehran to develop the plan for the war in Europe? 1943, U.S. President Roosevelt met with which two world leaders in Tehran to develop the plan for the war in Europe? Four runs have scored. There are two outs and a runner on second. Stalin and Churchill. He says Stalin and Churchill, Doug. That's a well-hit ball. It might be enough to get out of here. The right fielder, Rogers, leaps, and it hits high off the wall. The runner from second scores easily. The runner from first is going to stand up at second, not going to try for third. I am very – I did not look like you were going to get a lot of runs. You're at five runs right now, Rick. One question yeah, left. Yeah. Steven, should we ask that final question? Go for it. <laughs> okay, here it is. This is a Jimi Hendrix question. Jimi Hendrix played a famous version of the Star-Spangled Banner when he was in which U.S. state? Jimi Hendrix played a famous version of the Star Spangled Banner when he was in which U.S. state? Uh, so I believe the reference is to Woodstock in New York. He says Woodstock in New York, runner on second base, two outs. What do you think, Doug? The ball's lined to center field. Looks like it'll drop in for a single. The runner at third holes. Uh, we already gave him one, so yeah, five is a good score. I don't, want to, I don't want to make us too hard on Steve. Five is beatable. So in the inning, All we right. have five runs, seven hits, and just the one error on my part, which is good for us. Very well done. That's all ten questions have been asked and answered. Uh, you got yourself in a little bit of trouble, but uh, 
two out RBIs made all the difference in this one. Yeah. All right. So that means that we're going to switch over, and Stephen is going to start answering questions. Rick, what number would you like to start for Stephen? Let's go with four for Stephen. Question number four for Stephen. All right, Stephen, here it is. Oganesson is the heaviest of the noble gases. It is uniquely named for what? It is uniquely named for what? Oganesson is the heaviest noble gas. It is uniquely named for what? If you took the signals, this one does have multiple choice. Oganesson is the heaviest noble gas. It is uniquely named for what? The discoverer. He says the discoverer, so an actual living person. Yes. He's saying that Oganesson is named for the person who discovered it, a real person. What do you think, Doug? That's a slow roller down the line. Going to be a tough play for third baseman. Hofflin. Uh, it's going to get by him. He barehands it. He throws it to first, but not in time. The runner gets on, much like the first time, with an infield hit to start it off. That's a tough one because, yeah, the, the uniqueness of that is that he's a living person. You know? Uh, only two elements have ever been named for living people. Uh, one of them is now dead. So there is only one element named for a person who is currently alive. He is a Russian scientist, and he is the person who created the circumstances for it to be discovered it was probably not the person who actually first created the molecule. Uh, but still a, a real person. I was looking for a real person. That's yes. It's a weak single, but it's still a single. You got a man at first. All right. So there's a runner on first and nobody out. Rick, where do we go next? Uh, five. Going to number five. Question number five is about the Sandwich Islands. Most Hawaiians live on Hawaii. What are the next four most populated Hawaiian islands? Most Hawaiians live on Hawaii, but what are the next four most populated Hawaiian islands? This is your home run opportunity, and we've only had one home run ever hit on this game. I guess it comes down to how familiar you are with Hawaii. Not that familiar, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Maui. So you're saying Maui. Did you want to say more than one, or are you going to go with just Maui? Oahu. Okay, he says Maui and Oahu. Do you want to say another, or do you want to go with just those two? I'm thinking for a second here. Okay, that's perfectly fine. I'm filling time. <laughs> Kauai. So he's saying Maui, Oahu, Kauai. And I'm going to stop there. He says Maui, Oahu, and Kauai. Let's see what this runner does, Doug. The ball's well hit into the deepest part of the park and straight away center field. It might get out of here. The center fielder Monroe chasing. He leaps to the warning track, and the ball's just out of reach. It carries back into center. He has to run it down. The runner from first is going to score. The runner from... The runner, the batter, will wind up at third with a stand-up triple. All three of those questions were right. It's now 5-1. to one. And they were in the right order as well. Maui is the second, or also known as the Big Island. Oahu is third, and Kauai is fourth. Rick, do you have any guess as to what the fifth island would be there, fifth most populated of the Hawaiian islands? Uh, Lanai. Lanai has about 70 people that live on it and is not one of the top five. It, but, but it's a it good was place to the only other Hawaiian island I could remember. <laughs> well, that, Which that was is one good. more than I could remember. Well, there's the, <laughs> the uh, other there's one. The, is the famous uh, Leper Island. That's where the oh, leper Malachi. Yeah. Malachi is correct. Malachi. All right. Hey, I have a guess on a. And if I. If, it's material that's going to come up, then let me know. But I was thinking about what we had with the periodic table, the elements. Uh, we do not do have we want to revisit question. that or. Well, let's do that after we get through. Uh, okay. All right. 
get through his questions. All right. All right. Very good. Let's, All right. And it's Which my turn to pick next? a. Yes. All right. So let's go to eight. Question number eight. Jimi Hendrix served briefly in what branch of the U.S. military? In 1961 to 1962, Jimi Hendrix served briefly in what branch of the U.S. military from 1961 to 1962? U.S. Air Force. He says the U.S. Air Force. Well, that Doug? Ball, that ball is... Popped up down the left field line. The right, sorry, this ball yeah. might go foul. Left field this ball might in. go out of play. First baseman going out. Do you have a good second guess, or do you want to let somebody catch this one? Uh, my second guess would be U.S. Army. So he takes he it's takes ball, that. No, uh, the, ball, the ball the ball actually falls in between the two fielders. Fair. What a shock for a base hit. The runner at third scores, and the, the score is now two, sorry, five to two, midshipman over the Falcons. Runner on first base and no outs. And it was the United States Army. Uh, he served for a while with paratroopers, however, so there was a connection uh, to airplanes, but he was jumping out of perfectly good Army airplanes, not perfectly good Air Force airplanes. Use of the foul ball, probably best we've seen. You had two good guesses Appar- and narrowed it down. Apparently, he followed uh, Elvis Presley's. Yes, he did. Well, except for that example. Uh, he he was recommended for discharge by his uh, by his officer because apparently he was a terrible soldier. Imagine that. Uh, he did get a an honorable discharge, but he was recommended for discharge by his commander. Uh, Rick, where do we go next? Uh, 10, please. Question number 10. Question number 10. Uh, There's a runner on first base. Nobody out. What Asian nation built the Beauty Leopard with a standard karaoke machine built in in 2003? What Asian nation built the Beauty Leopard with a standard karaoke machine built in in 2003? South Korea. He says South Korea, Doug. A little squibbler down the first way line. The, the catcher flips his mask off, picks up the ball, and throws it to first for the out. But the runner, the runner at first, does advance to second. It is not South. Uh, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Do you know the answer? Uh. What Asian nation built the beauty leopard with a standard karaoke machine built in in two thousand three? Japan. It was China. China. It would. It was China. Uh, the Chinese Geeling automobile. That's when I couldn't pronounce automobile, if you remember correctly. Uh, All right. So now there's an out, uh, which is no way. I'm in no way upset that the first out came on something I told you not 20 minutes ago, Stephen. Don't even worry about a thing. Uh, hey, <laughs> that's part of our social you were, you were in many classes with me. You know my ability to pay attention. <laughs> Particularly to me. All right. Uh, where do we go next? Rick. Number one. Going to number one. Question number one. In the movie The Princess Bride, Mandy Patinkin's character is searching for a man with what physical distinction? And what does he plan to do with him? There are two right answers. Uh, In the movie The Princess Bride, Mandy Patinkin's character is searching for a man with what physical distinction? And what does he plan to do to him? Six fingers. Yes. And kill him. He says six-fingered man and kill him. The ball's hit sharply on the ground right down the third baseline, out of the reach of the third baseman. French is going oh, – so the ball's going into the corner. Runners, The runner's held at third, and French winds up at second base with a double. Second and third. Midshipmen are still up five to two. One out. That means that the tying run is going to come to the plate on this question. Tying run comes to the plate on this question. Where do we go next? As Schoolhouse Rock said, mean old number nine. Mean old number nine. Here we go. Robert Guillaume played a TV show producer on what Aaron Sorkin TV show where he suffered a stroke in 1999 it was a real-life event that was incorporated into the script. Robert Guillaume played a TV show producer on what Aaron Sorkin TV show? 
When he suffered a stroke in 1999, that's a real-life event that was incorporated into the script. Do you, do you, do you have any possible ideas on this? No, I'm going to take the pass, whichever option. Oh, you're going to take the pitch. You're going to take the pitch. All right, that's, that's probably smart. All right. And Rick, you absolutely may, because I think you know. If I remember, it was Sports Night or something. Sports Night is exactly correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah Sports Night. It was a TV show about making a TV show about sports, kind of like Sports Center, uh, but it was really a show about relationships that had a problem attracting an audience. And it was one of my favorite shows. I really loved the show. All right, where do we go next? We have now used two of the three assistances. There's one out. There's two runners in scoring position. Tying run at the plate. Where do we go next? Three. Going to question number three. This is a question about the United States Air Force. (laughs) The longest-running United States Air Force aid programs are United Response, Provide Promise, and Operation Vittles. Serving the peoples of what nation? The longest-running United States Air Force aid programs are United Response, Provide Promise, and Operation Vittles. One of them is still ongoing, and two of them lasted for over a year. Uh, what, What are the countries that are serviced by the United States Air Force aid programs? United Response, Provide Promise... And Operation Vittles, you can answer one, two, or three. Or you can step out and take a sign because there is a clue to one of those answers. Going to have to take a sign. All right. I will give you a sign. The Air Force was involved in Operation Vittles because it flew over roadblocks to get to the people involved in 1947. Does that help? Can you be more specific? East Germany. All right, he's going to say East Germany. And do you want to make any other guesses? Because you do have two guesses. You do have two additional guesses if you want to for a unified response or provide promise. No, no more guesses. All right. He says East Germany. That ball is well hit. Deep to center fielder. But the center of the Prince looks like he has a beat it. Back at the warning track. He camps under it for the out. The direction did you in. There it's it's five to two. Uh runner at runner still at second and third. Actually, no, that runner runner from third scores on the tag up. It's five to three. Yes, Operation Bills was supporters of West Germans living in Berlin. It was part of the Berlin airlift. Operation Vittles, West Germans living in Berlin. Uh, the other two countries, Rick, do you have a guess for unified response or provide promise? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> no. That's, that's a, it's, it's good to say no once in a while. It would be pure conjecture on my part. Yeah, the longest run of, running of these, unified response, is for Haiti. Haiti, they have been providing a response since the uh, since the most recent earthquake in Haiti, and provide promise was for the citizens of Bosnia and Herzegovina, but uh, Bosnia is really the answer I was looking for. Okay. All right. Well, now here it is. Uh, this this is starting to look like a well pitched match because an opportunity every time somebody comes up to the plate, they can tie the game. Uh, and so far, it hasn't happened. So where do we go next? Six. Going to number six. Question number six. The Louisiana Purchase involved land transactions between the United States and what two European countries back in 1803? The Louisiana Purchase involved land transactions with what two European countries back in 1803? You can guess one or both. A double will score both runs and put you within just one run. 
of a tie. What do you think in here, Stephen? Spain. Only one guess. Only one guess. Two outs, one guess. What do you think? Doug, he says Spain. The ball's hit on the ground to the right side. First pitcher makes a nice play to stop the ball, printing the right field. Pitcher Prince heads over to first, but the runner is safe. It looks like he might have missed the bag. Uh, there's a runner now at first and third with one out, and the score is still 5-3. to three. I believe there are two outs, Doug. With two outs. That's the, that's the other one. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> uh, yes, so Spain was one. Two. <laughs> what what do you think, uh, Rick? What do you think the other answer might have been? Uh, France. Yes. So we sent uh, – President Jefferson sent representatives to go and negotiate for the purchase of New Orleans, which France controlled, and France managed to sell them the Louisiana Purchase, which included New Orleans – and vast tracts of land that they did not own that was actually a part of Spain. Uh, most of the land was transferred from Spain to France in November of 1803, and then the U.S. completed the transaction with France in December of 1803. Well done, Stephen. You got the hard one, not the easy one. All right. I almost, I almost went with France, but... I was like, if I get that wrong, I would have had a third out. That is true. So, all right, runners on the corners. It is now five to three. Is this the tenth question? Nine. Not quite yet. Nine. Where do we go next? Two. Question number two. Two right answers. What two U.S. presidents are the namesakes for U.S. nuclear? carrier subclasses what two u.s presidents are the namesakes for u.s nuclear carrier subclasses uh i i think it's fair to say since we've already mentioned his name that the harry s truman is not the name of a subclass it's two different presidents eisenhower okay and do you want to make a second guess here no, well, no. All right, Doug, he says Eisenhower. That ball is hit deep into the corner in left field. The cook is uh, tracking it down. That might fall in. He dives, and he comes up with it for the third out of the inning, meaning that the, the midshipmen defeated the Falcons 5-4. to four. They're charging the field. Oh, I, have, I have sound effects for people being happy. Uh, and so that is not the right answer. Eisenhower is not the name of a nuclear carrier subclass. Rick, do you know? So if we're talking subs and we're talking presidents. No, yep. it's not subs. It's subclass. So it's a nuclear carrier subclass. So there are major oh, classes okay. and then subclasses. Oh, okay. I, I, all right. So uh, Ford. And uh, Bush. It is actually the Theodore Roosevelt and the Ronald Reagan. Ah. Theodore Roosevelt, Ronald Reagan. So far, Ronald Reagan is the only one in his class. Uh, but, uh, and uh, they got their Doug, make sure you questions. credit yourself with one more error. Make sure you credit yourself with one more error because the final score is five to three. That run wouldn't have counted since the batter was out on that fly ball. Uh, there's okay. one question remaining that we did not get to. Congratulations, Rick, by the way, and the, uh, the midshipmen. Uh, oh, it was a good you. game. Well fought, 5-3. Uh, if that one had, had, had landed in there, though, would have made a difference. A question we didn't get to ask. China Is there question. one we didn't get to ask? Oh, yes. No, no, no. It's question number seven. Over 95% of the population of Tehran speak what language? Farsi. Farsi is Farsi. absolutely correct. Both of you would have known that one. Had we gone with seven first, this game would have been a lot tighter. But I, I was worried we were going to have our first tie, and I was going, uh-oh. It was, it, like, <laughs> it was working its way toward that tie, but then the 
good fortune held up, and he got that question wrong. That was good. It's like well, well done getting that one wrong at the right moment, because the because all was left was a single, and that couldn't have got a run in really from anywhere other than maybe second base. It's like it would have been tough. Mm-hmm. It would have been tough to finesse that into not a tie, and that would have meant extra innings, which is something we're not all that ready to deal with. But <laughs> we're happy to have both you, Rick, and Steve here. Steve, uh, Steve is of course, you know, warming up. His oh, and I had a guess on the other guy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for the periodic table of oh, the yes, elements. Yes, yes, yes. Who was it? Einstein. Not Einstein. Was was it was a Curie? I... Nope, not Curie. Was, was there was alive? Einsteinium, which was named for Einstein, but after his death, uh, it was actually oh, okay. it was Seaborgium. Ah, uh, okay. Seaborgium. Yep. Seaborg. Yeah. Yes. Was it? Wasn't that from Star Trek? I think, I think that's something different. It's Battlestar Galactica. I'm not positive, but it's one of those things. But uh, well, congratulations, you... appreciate you playing today. Congratulations to the midshipman. Congratulations, Doug. I was going to say that. I, I think it's, it's, it's an, it's an interesting element because conjecture is that if they actually get enough of it, it might actually be the first noble salad. We really don't know because there's been like so little of it ever made. You know, it's a, it's curious, but it's in the, it's in the noble gas line. And they, they added four elements to the uh, charts la- a year and a half ago. Tennessee, Moscovium, and uh, Nipponium. From Japan, Tennessee, and, well, Moscow. These are all trans-uranium elements, though, right? Well, whatever. They're, they're, they're the last ones. They used to be like Unum Octobium, Unum Deceptum. They're ones they knew, ex- knew should exist theoretically. But, yeah, they're the ones right at the very end. So I guess... Yeah. I don't know what that, yeah, transuranium means after uranium, so yes, they are all up there. You're talking one, they were 117, 118, 119, 120. Yeah. Steve. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Steve and I salute you. And as long as you salute you too, good win. You can can salute him while he sings us out with his rendition of basically the baseball song, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. You ready, Steve? Yep. We don't really have the music for it. You're doing it a cappella. Okay. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game okay now second verse. Well, uh, good job yes bravo. Now, no there's a i'm joking around if you really want to impress me bill will tell me who the two songwriters credited with that are wow it was so Leop- leopold and Loeb. <laughs> actually i don't know who it, it wasn't leopold and Loeb. No, it was two people that never. It was somebody that. Uh, it was two people I know that I know they never saw a baseball game in their lives. That's kind of like the, the quirkiness of it. But I don't remember who they are. They were not. They're not. They're famous, but not super famous. It's not like it's Roger and Hammerstein or something. I think. I remember. That, I think Stephen knows. Well, I, I'm only because I'm looking at the internet. So I <laughs> oh. Words right. <laughs> I remember the name of the young lady who's the subject of that song. Yeah, there was, was a, there Kate. was actually there was an intro verse about. The reason you're bringing Katie there is to get her drunk, right? Something like that, if I remember correctly. Oh, I don't. I've never heard more than those words. It's one of the greatest songs in the public domain. Because not so this was episode five. Is. This was game five. On uh, the uh, we had part? some pre-episodes, so this is going to go down as episode five. This is live game five. There were some test games that we decided because part of what we were testing was testing the the the, the, the network capability that we would do them live and let people hear them and give us feedback before we started. So you're technically game seven, but five, it's episode five. Right. Well, a very fun game, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank, thank you. you. And we're, All right. We're, we're hitting right day. there at an hour. You got, any, you got any last words for us, Professor? Uh, I do. Make sure you check out the 5-Minute Professor on Facebook. Make sure you pre- check out the 5-Minute Professor on YouTube, where I have several hundred videos. Yeah. And a couple of them are interesting. And make sure you check out the Urban Baboon. Yeah, go to That's t- Doug. Twitter at Urban Baboon. If you want to be a contestant on the show, hit me up there. 
we're, we're looking we're always looking for contestants if you want to bring your second person on they're fine we forgot to do it last time um and the only other thing i would say is that i i tried i've been trying to do this thing where all the names i use have one thing in common and i pulled it off today so if you want to hit me up at urban boom i'll tell you what all the names used today had in common or you can guess at that but either than that uh have a happy uh whatever time you may be listening to it we'll see you next week have a good one bye